The CGI crashes and explosions haven't aged well since 2001, but hey, a different crash and explosion that happened in 2001 was worse. We're talking Spy Kids on today's We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and carry Megan Trainer's dildos for her. Woohoo! Um, so my guest today, uh, he is a comedian in Philadelphia. It's Dan Vetrano. Hello! How are you, Ross? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good. Just uh, don't know what to do with all these Megan Trainer dildos. <laughs> Am I right? Please? Yeah, because as we, as we all know, Junie, aka Daryl Sabara, is uh, married to Megan Trainer. <laughs> I understood half of half of that. Who is Megan Samara? Megan Trainer. Oh, I know Megan Trainer. What was the other one that you said? <laughs> Daryl Sabara. He's Junie. Who's Junie? In Spy Kids. <laughs> Oh, yes, the, the movie I'm about. here to talk about. <laughs> yes, I absolutely know everything about this movie. I just watched it and I received all of the information. <laughs> yep, so uh, we're, we're talking about Spy Kids today. Um, so I guess it won't be a surprise to everybody, but uh, Dan, what's your relationship to this movie? So yeah, I, I did just watch it, but I wanted to watch it for a reason. There's a couple of reasons. Sure. So um, I remember uh, growing up, I saw a, you know, advertisements um, for this movie, obviously, um, trailers, if you will. And then I also remember seeing on the news something about um, the actress that plays the mom, uh, Carla Gugino. Yeah, Alfred? I think so. Does that sound right? Gugino? Gugino? Gugino and her famous pizza rolls. Yes. So the actress, um, Carla Tostino's roles, uh, <laughs> she, she um, I remember seeing this thing on the news, just like, you know, when I was young, and they were like, uh, the actress in Spy Kids is, you know, she's in this new family film, but she has a past of adult films. And it was like, <gasps> it was this big thing. And, you know, I, you know, it was, I guess, a controversy for some reason that she had, done and it turns out she hasn't i mean we just looked this up she hasn't even done porn she just did a movie where she played a porn actor and, and then, then years after i think spy kids came out maybe i think it's just like one of those things that it's just a rumor like how people uh had the rumor that like oh did you know that mr rogers like fought in vietnam and like killed a bunch of people Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. and it's true. and I guess this movie did so. Maybe when the adult movie came out, she's, the news was like, "Well, how could somebody who's done a kids movie done a not kids movie? <laughs> how could she do movies for people of all ages?" <laughs> yeah, she has to do movies for young people only. <laughs> That's what Tostitos Pizza Rolls are all about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I vaguely remember this movie coming out. I know that I've like re I rented it from Blockbuster so many times. Like, um, I and mean, then it's just returned it. <laughs> yeah, and I said no, not again. Uh, and then when we were allowed to, we would rent it again. Um, but like, uh, when I right when this movie came out, I was really big into like being a, a a spy. I feel like that's one of the cooler 
kid occupations to want to have? Like, did you have either a similar thing or did you have kind of your uh, dream job as a kid? Definitely. Well, I mean, yeah. So spy is definitely um, a very cool thing. I think that it maybe was harder for me to act out because I lived in a very small house. So it's like, who am I spying on? (laughs) You know, the kitchen. (laughs) Um, But like, I definitely had dreams of um, wanting to be, you know, like a assassin of some sort, is yeah. that, which is really what a spy is, kind of. But the spy uh, element is more for kids. Like their their um <laughs> their parents <laughs> in this movie are really just like government assassins. Yeah, like they kill bad people. They kill bad people on their wedding day. <laughs> they will let all their friends and family get mobbed by just helicopters while they escape on a boat. Oh, yeah. The moral implications of this movie. I mean, we're about to get into it. But I will just wanted to circle back and say that the other reason why I wanted to watch this movie is because um, when I was a teenager, I saw a Hairspray on Broadway and Alexa Vega played Penny. Whoa! And- yeah, and so I, she was good in it. And so I already felt like I had, um, you know, connections to the two women in the movie, <laughs> the two prominently featured women. And then I, uh, I you know, Antonio Banderas, big fan. Um, Who doesn't like him? Yes. And I will, so we can get into the plot and everything. I will say the, the young kid, still Judy. not a big, huge fan. You're not I a fan? No, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get him. I didn't really get his, um, his motivations, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> let's get into it, I guess. Sure. Let's get into it. I also will say that this is that, uh, talking about Alexa Vega, who was Carmen, um, this was the only Spy Kids movie that she was in that she didn't make a song for, uh, in Spy Kids 2 and 3, she has, like, titular songs that, like, play over the cor- the the credits, and, they're so unmemorable. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy because like I knew she could sing, but I did not realize, I guess I just didn't realize that, um, you know, she really had much of a music career outside of Hairspray. Is she like, a, was she like a pop star? Um, Vaguely. It was more like the girl from Spy Kids also wants to do music. So she's going to do music. And then like <laughs> she, she married a musician, uh, Carlos... Penna, he was in that that Nickelodeon show Big Time Rush that I do, and I don't know what that is, but I know that it's a show. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard of that. Um, Carlos Penna sounds familiar, but uh, I mean, she was a very good Penny in Hairspray. I'm very um, happy to hear it. I don't know if I would have been able to handle it if she butchered it. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Hairspray, the musical? Um, not in person. Penny is the one where she's best friends with Tracy like in the movie it was Amanda Bynes I think yes exactly Amanda Bynes part yeah that's a great part good for her um I actually just remember this so going back in general just to like um spy stuff so I was obsessed um with spy like I never I didn't have those cool kits where it was like just like a package of lemon juice that was like $19 (laughs) to make like invisible ink but um I would play spy every day at recess in like first and second grade. And 
my one friend wanted to be named Carmen and I told her that she couldn't because the name Carmen was copywritten for Spy Kids. <laughs> so I made her choose a different name. <laughs> As if there's not another very famous spy character called Carmen. <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I did not know that. Um, <laughs> and I assumed like, oh, Robert Rodriguez is very litigious and he's going to come onto this playground in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania to just go hard against these kids. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, honestly, I would do whatever it takes to get Robert Rodriguez to visit my playground. <laughs> <laughs> and just nick- nickname all the kids. Things like I heard he's scouting. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about the movie. Um so, like, the main plot is that um, Junie and Carmen, they have boring parents, and they get captured, and it's revealed that they are actually secret agents. And so the kids have to save the parents. Right, yes. And the way that they sell their boringness is, like, um, you know, they're reading a story to, I'm just going to call her Alexa Vega every time. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, because you don't want to get sued by Robert Rodriguez. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that Robert Rodriguez is very strict if you even mention any character names. Even if he names a character like Melissa, he's like, I own Melissa now. (laughs) Um, So he, they're telling a bedtime story. Um, uh, Carla Tostinos is telling a bedtime story to her daughter, to Alexa, and um, the other one, Gambino, or whatever his name is. And so she uh, is telling, they're like, tell us a story that's interesting. And so she tells this amazing story about spies getting married. And even that's just like not interesting enough for the kids. They're like, it needs a better ending. It's not good enough. I mean, also in defense of the kids, like if you're hearing a story about spies, you don't want to hear how they got married and stopped being spies. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It is like the most boring spy story. It's like they realized that they loved each other and they just wanted something new. So they just need to move away from all this. (laughs) When you think about it, being parents is the ultimate spy job. Yeah. Um, And so then they talk. So yeah, I mean, their wedding is nuts where it's like, you know, they keep talking about how they can't be seen anywhere. The way Antonio Banderas proposes to her is he flicks a ring across the railing of the Eiffel Tower and she's standing on the other side. That's right. It just goes all around the railing, just on the top. And then it comes over to her and she just coldly, like a spy, looks at it and thinks yes. And the next moment they're at their wedding. And so you know that no one can see them together or everyone will kill them. And then cut to a huge wedding where they over-invited everyone. Yeah, but it, but in their defense, it is on the cliff of a mountain where you would think nobody would be. Everybody, come one, come all. The two spies that are supposed to kill each other were getting married. Yeah. Like they could have at least put no plus ones or like, <laughs> they were like, this, you know, it was just a lot. So the, of course the wedding, um, you know, gets raided, which great, awesome. And but luckily, well, there it's a family. Both all of their family members are also spies. I think, like, because Machete is there. Fun fact: Machete canonically from Spy Kids before appearing in the movie Machete. Yes, I know. I could not believe. I was shocked that this is where Machete starts. This is how so. Machete came to be is from a kid's movie where there's no 
Machete's featured. The movie Machete comes out in 2010, and Spy Kids came out in 2001. Wow. Okay. So Spy Kids was 2001. Machete was almost a decade later. Yeah. And yeah. Grindhouse, and then, like, they had the fake Machete trailer in Grindhouse, and that was 2007. So, like, still, like, this character, there are people that were in a weird specific frame of mind in life. So they were, like, kids when Spy Kids came out. And then when they went to go see Grindhouse, they were, like, oh, wow, it's our it's our good friend Machete. Yeah. I think Robert Rodriguez, like, was thinking in 2007, he's, like, I need a new horror movie character uh, and he just could kind of hit a wall and he's like, well, what about that one from the kids movie? I mean, I called him machete, but I never actually gave him a machete. Which is weird. Cause if you're going to pick like a horror villain from, uh, a, this movie, you would think he would have chosen Alan Cummings character Fagin. <laughs> yeah. But Fagin Fluke doesn't appeal to the, uh, the grindhouse crowds, I guess. <laughs> No, so so Fagin Floop, um, we meet him in the movie because he's Junie's favorite TV show host. And his whole show is that, like, he has these fucked up things that sing and, like, play around. And they're called Fugle, Fooglies. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Mr. Fooglies. And- Mr. Floop's Fooglies. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I can say this easier and I have a time pronouncing Carlo Gugino's, Gugino's <laughs> name. Yeah, so Floops Fuglies is a show where just this guy is hanging out on a green screen and sings with all these really, like, fucked up, like, Lynchian characters around him. Uh, or uh, Cronenbergian. Uh, and his parents are like, why do you watch that show? That's stupid. Um, and then he's like, I like it. And then the dad nearly hits a traffic uh, crossing guard and a bunch of children because he's like watching the TV show while he's driving. Yeah, he pulls the television up to the front seat, which is like they design minivans now. So like the TVs are built into the back seat. So a driver can't just reach into the back and pull a television up in front of their face and be like, let me take a look at that. (laughs) What's up with these damn fooglies? (laughs) yeah it's like you're the one that cannot watch tv right now that's why it's for the kids um but he he takes a look and he immediately immediately takes a look at this deformed television show monster and and he takes a look at a picture of who he's looking for like his next assignment and he's like that's the guy and it's so insanely unrecognizable when he holds the two pictures next to each other. And it's like somebody looks like they stretched out Barney the Dinosaur's face. And then just somebody who's a guy. <laughs> like all you can kind of see is that this like weird disfigured character has like human eyes. And that leads Antonio Banderas's character, Gregorio, to think that these recent spies that have gone missing, they're being held captive by Floop and being turned into these like horrific monsters which is yeah that is exactly what's happening but the fact that that gregorio figured that out immediately i mean wow in a second while driving his two young children to school and watching tv while driving (laughs) he almost ran down a bunch of children but he still was just quick enough it was it was um i mean you know this movie really doesn't doesn't turn back at any moment it's just powers forward it just barrels forward and if it knocks anything down along the way it doesn't apologize it's just next thing (laughs) yeah so the the parents get kidnapped uh antonio banderas and carla 
Totino and uh, their uncle, aka Cheech of Cheech and Chong, comes by to care for them. And then he's like, I'm not actually your uncle. I'm a secret agent that was just looking after you while your parents are away. By the way, your parents are secret agents. By the way, you are also technically secret agents because your parents are. Yeah, this movie is basically like if you were to watch Harry Potter on like lightning fast forward. <laughs> it's like, pretty intense. It. Like, listen, the reason why there's some unexplained things in your life is because you're a CJ agent. We need to go here. We go. People are about to kill us. Okay. <laughs> it's just amazing. Also, Cheech reveals himself to be not their uncle by taking his mustache off. <laughs> yeah. Which that that's very funny. Like that is a very funny scene. I liked it a lot. <laughs> there's like, actually the some... Yeah. This this movie has like is kind of like like dumbed down for kids but like that that's a good get there's some like random fun things where it's like playing on uh tropes like um a little bit later when they decide that they need to go rescue their parents um Carmen and Junie are in like this submarine and the computer is like just saying things to them and it goes now flushing your poop and like that's still good yes that was a that, there's i mean there's lots of little zingers in there that kind of make you like uh not care that much about <clears throat> the fact that it's necessarily like a, a very much a kids movie um yeah there were there were some good comedy moments for sure i don't really remember them because i was <laughs> high but i did laugh well i mean um, before 20 yeah you, thank wait, you watching thank this movie high holy crap like i, I the first be- time I would be freaking out. Like, there's just so much new information coming at you constantly. Like, even just seeing these thumb-thumb robots. Like, how did you not just lose it? Yeah. So, I mean, two things. One, I rewatched the Mr. Floops Flooblies theme song like six times. It slaps. <laughs> it's a true bop. <laughs> I, I'm sure it is way better than any of Alexa Vega's music. <laughs> it, wow. They should. I'm sorry, Alexa, if you're listening, you were great in Hairspray, but you cannot top Mr. Flip's Flugley's theme song. <laughs> it's so good. And then you play it backwards. It's even better. It has like a secret message. It's great. Yeah, help us save us. Loop is a madman. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's awesome. Um, so I loved that. Also, the thumbs, they really like were my favorite characters. I related to them. <laughs> I think... Um, part of it is because I dressed up as a thumb in the 11th grade for Halloween. <laughs> uh, I had not seen this movie. So in hindsight, it might've just been a, uh, a, a thumb costume from the movie Spy Kids. I just thought it was funny because it was just a thumb, <laughs> but, um, yeah, any students that saw me in school that day from behind thought that I had dressed as a penis because I did look like a penis from behind from but from the front it was a thumb for the front it was clear (laughs) yes yeah it was clear from the thumbnail in the front um but regardless I saw these thumbs I just went back to 11th grade I had a laugh I loved it (laughs) I don't even remember because I like high school it was very much that thing of like I'm not really gonna dress up like I'm just gonna like put on like a funny shirt and see if I can get free candy yeah, I know. I was doing that for a while, and then, like, I would try to convince people that I was wearing a costume when I knew I really wasn't. And I was like, yeah, I'm wearing a different shirt. I think I'm, like, the moody person today. I don't know. You guys know me. I would never wear this orange shirt, usually. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm orange shirt guy. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite comedy moments in this movie is the fact that Tony Shalhoub is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he kills it as just uh, as Alexander Minion, uh, who what a twist ends up uh, goes from being kind of like a peon pushover to being like the main orchestrator of all of the evil. Yes, that's the that's the evil twist is that he takes over. Um, and I guess because it's a kid movie, like if it was an adult movie, Tony Shalhoub would t- take over and Mr. Fluke would just be like exterminated. <laughs> and we would be like, like, well, he got what was coming to him. Anyway, let's focus on Tony Shalhoub. But this is a kid's movie. Like anybody who isn't bad is good. So like once it's revealed that Tony Shalhoub is bad, uh, we find out that Mr. Fluke is actually a nice guy. <laughs> Yeah, all he's worried about, he's just thinking about uh, being caught in syndication and, like, being great at his bad show. Right. Yes. And I should say, like, one thing, you know, I love Mr. Floop. Shout out to my boy Floop. (laughs) Just gotta say, Floop, if you're trying to not get caught by spies, uh, you know, don't film a TV show in the place of your evil operation. <laughs> You're putting out this television show that everyone can see, and then the cages are like, I don't know, down a hallway. <laughs> also, can we talk about, like, the style of Floop's layer? Like, it has... So, like, uh, one thing that kind of sets this movie apart from a lot of other movies um, of this kind is that, like, Robert Rodriguez really in, uh, imbues a lot of, like, Mexican and Hispanic, like, culture and feel to it. Um, but like, yeah, Floop's, uh, like whole layer is like a really bad, uh, like Mexican style, like that kind of California home that you would see, but it's just like, there's too many pastels and it's kind of tacky. Sorry. It is. Yeah. It does kind of steer in that direction where it's like, you know, Tijuana, but a little bit of like Cali Baja. And then there's like this. Yeah, it's very, like, um, almost, yeah, pastiche Tex-Mex in a very, like, campy way. And so there's, like, a lot of, like, stuff that you would see in, like, a very, like, loud Americanized restaurant. uh, Mexican, (laughs) but, like, Americanized restaurant where it's, like, I don't know. It it almost felt like there should just be, like, a little taxi cab, uh, like, you know, (laughs) booth, a table that you could sit in in the middle of this dungeon. And Elvis (laughs) comes over and sings to you. Yeah, exactly. This is just like there's bachelorette parties as well at this fortress. I mean, like this this house would sell so quickly on House Hunters. Like some family that has like a budget of seventeen million dollars, and they're both like lifestyle bloggers. This would clean up. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, okay, so it does have nineteen hallways. It has forty seven bedrooms. Has tons of space, but I just don't see a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't have that open concept that we've really been looking for. Yeah, babe, you said you wanted a fireplace. Are you really willing to part with that just because there's 12 ball pits and an audiovisual room that makes <laughs> you convinced that you're in a different place on earth? <laughs> I, we forgot another weird part of this is that, so Floop is not only kidnapping um, s- spies and turning them into uh, nightmare characters he also um built 500 child robots that look like 
the children of all of the world's leaders. Oh, yes. Wait, so they they looked like children of the... Oh, that's right. So, yeah, so they all thought that they were their children. Yeah, because Tony Shalhoub, the whole thing was that they would they would kidnap or kill the children of all these uh, heads of state and then replace them with these robots. And then the robots would take over the world. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it seems like if you want to just have killer children, they really don't even, because they're so strong, they don't need to look like anyone. It doesn't need to be like, like if a kid is is a robot that has incredible strength and is going to come up and kill me, it doesn't need to be like this moment where I'm like, oh, look, I know you. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to kill me. Yeah, but then you need that really a tough moment where somebody feels betrayed, like, but you're my child. And oh, no, yeah, so strong. <laughs> I would just love it if, like, Terminator took this approach where, like, I mean, Terminator can, um, you know, change face, but it just it took the, the face of, like, a lot of different, like, um, children all the time. <laughs> just, and, like, you know, spent time at, like, their house. Because, like, in the first one, um, you know, he does dress up as some, uh, he does transform into other people's bodies yeah but that's true great they spent more family time together and then one day they're like mom dad i have something to tell you i'm the terminator <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but i imagined jan from the brady bunch saying that and then running up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> i'm the terminator and i'm here to kill you but i just don't feel like doing it right now uh, uh, terminator um, terminator terminator yeah, that's all i ever hear <laughs> uh i did think it was very funny in this movie spy kids about uh how like they mentioned that they're the reason they get captured is because they're rusty spies oh yeah they're like we're rusty and as i was watching them spying i was like are they gonna address how fucking rusty they are because they were like just like gliding through the hallways of this dungeon i was like it's so obvious they're gonna get or before they got there rather but like they um they're in their little like boat and stuff and they just weren't even like tiptoeing around anywhere. You know, like a good spy, I feel like should maybe like hunch forward a little when they're walking down a hallway. Yeah, you got to have terrible posture if you're a spy. They did not have spy posture at all. Like, I guess their boring life made them stand up straight. They were just like walking down like, what's over here? Uh, oh, we're captured. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, and, and like they... Like they knew they deserve it. Like they basically fucking got caught by like having like a, a a net thrown on them. Like it was so just well, more capture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were spies for two decades, two or three decades, but we took some time off, and now we can't even evade a net. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, then a bunch of random stuff then oh then there, another thing that happens is we get we get told about the third brain which uh they make a necklace out of it and the third brain is like a secret spy project where it's just an ai brain with all the skills of the entire spy organization which didn't i didn't understand what that was <laughs> at all yeah. it was then it then it's revealed that tony shalhoub was a former spy and then was fired but it's like, so you don't need this the third brain because you were th- you were there. You got all the training. You should be good. Right. He should just be able to make a new one. <laughs> but I think he's just very lazy. He saw that um, Antonio Banderas, I don't remember any of the characters' names. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, that Gregorio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, there it is. That he remembers that Gregorio already like um, had one, and then he made it, and then he swapped it out. So instead of just using all his training to create one, he's like, I just want that one that's out there. Um, and like, he used it's it. already done. I don't want to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean that sentiment I can really relate to. Like if you've ever just like typed something up and then you lose it on your laptop, like <laughs> even a tweet, I'm just like, oh, it's not in my drafts. Well, it's gone forever. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I signed out of my Twitter app on my phone and I logged in and all of my drafts were gone. Like all, and all of them were stupid. Like I don't remember any of them being actually any good, but I'm just like, oh man, I missed out on tweets that I would just look at for oh, hours no. and never post. Do you want to try and remember any of them? You can you can tell me one now so then it'll the, be at least recorded. <laughs> the one that I remember is that like it must be hard to um dry clothes on a clothesline and also like protect yourself from a foul odor. <laughs> So you're, you're drying the clothes on the clothes. I know this is just meant to be tweeted. It's not meant to be explained, but I enjoy this. So you're drying your clothes on the on the the clothesline and a foul odor. <laughs> See, this is funny. Yeah, I need to learn to like use fewer words when I tweet. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, we got 280 characters now. Well, let's use them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I really need to get to the full one because I'll see like a, a tweet that will get, you know, go viral and it'll be like 20,000. And I'll just look at it and I'll be like, I didn't know you could write that much on Twitter. It's like a <laughs> long tweet. <laughs> and uh, uh, Also, this movie, so this movie came out in 2001 and none of the special effects have aged well whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like even for 2001, they had better. I mean, they really just like wanted to use as many special effects in a short amount of time as possible. Yeah, so, so this movie why. is the budget was thirty five million dollars, and that's a lot, right? Because I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like for like two thousand one for like a family movie, it seems like a that seems like a lot. They banked on this; they really did. They took a bet. They made a lot of money though, so it worked. Yeah, of course, it made a lot of money. And then there's two sequels, right? Isn't there Spy Kids? Does it go up so to three? There's Spy Kids two and three, but then there's also like a a one that they released like a couple years ago that didn't have any of them i don't think it 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 it's a like a different family oh okay gotcha it's and it's <laughs> jessica alba is the mom and then uh jeremy piven is the villain oh my god wow <laughs> well <laughs> i mean <laughs> there you have it he he is such a villain isn't he <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was hoping that it was going to be like there there was you were going to say there's also spy kids porn with carla georgina uh i'm trying to think of a good pun but also (laughs) these are kids yeah (laughs) that's true oh yeah there's kids in the title well you know what adults can play kids (laughs) that's true um okay also dan you need to watch the other to Spy Kid movies. Do I? Because when I, I, I watched this one and I enjoyed everything that I saw. And then as soon as the movie I was done, I said, I'm done with the Spy Kids franchise. Like, I feel like it just, it was a good ride, but I didn't feel like I needed to see more. But are you saying that they're really good? 
Yeah. So, well, they're not good. But so I don't remember really what happens in Spy Kids 2 colon the Island of Lost Dreams. But like there, there's like some device that's going to turn off all electronic devices, something like that. And like there's genetically uh, created like miniature animals. And that's confusing. Also, G- Steve Buscemi is in the second one. Oh, yeah. He's like the Tony Shalhoub. And then the third one is uh, I saw this one in theaters with my grandfather and it was Spy Kids 3D Game Over and it's uh, Junie uh, enters a video game. Oh, well, that sounds fun. And uh, Sylvester Stallone is the villain. The effects are so garbage. The 3D is not good. Like, it's a fun movie, but like, oh, it, it gives me a headache. It only needed two dimensions. It's <laughs> they tried. I mean, there's so many dimensions to this franchise already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's enough dimensions when you have thumbs, and then it's revealed that Mr. Flukes Flugels are actually secretly uh, Mr. Um, what's his name? Tony Shalhoub's in the Minion. Mr. Minion. Mr. <laughs> monsters. Mr. Flukes Flugels are actually Mr. Minion's monsters. So <laughs> that's. But now this movie needs more dimensions. Let's make it 3D. <laughs> It's also wild because this movie was released in 2001, then the Spy Kids 2 was released in 2002, and then the next year Spy Kids 3 comes out. Like, they're cranking these out. And I think, like, by the third movie, uh, you can tell that Robert Rodriguez is maybe getting a little bit tired. Right, yeah. He's he's left the franchise behind him, but, um, I mean, I I am very curious about the other ones. I am curious (laughs) about, because the movie's... Uh, this movie did have uh, interesting villains is one thing that I noticed is like, yeah. you know, Tony Shalhoub, like I totally got his, you know, under even like there's a woman um, and she gets her hair burnt off in this. Movie. Oh, Terry Hatcher. Okay. Oh, Terry Hatcher. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So Terry Hatcher's in it. And so she comes to visit the kids at the safe house. And this is like their first time, you know, they just learned that they're spies really. And now they're already at the safe house. And so Terry Hatcher comes and she's like, uh, yeah, she knocks on the door and they look at her through the little peephole. And she's like, hi, I'm friends with your mom. I'm here, we're here to help keep you safe. And it's just so obvious that this woman is evil. Like from the second (laughs) you see her face, she's like- She's like rubbing her hands together. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm good. And it's so, and of course the kids are just like, um, yeah, sure, like let her in because she says that, (laughs) she's good <laughs> so they're bad at being spies um but also because they're they're kids they're dumb and so they let her <laughs> that's true they let her in and she kind of keeps up the i'm good spiel for a little bit but the questions she's asking she's like hey do you happen to know where like the third brain is or like how i can find your parents or like but trust me i'm good <laughs> Hey guys, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing because she's very much aware that she's in front of two kids who are young and just learned that they've become spies, and she's like, they're dumb, so <laughs> I'm gonna really not to lean too much into this. I'm a good person character, but that, but the wildest cameo, though, like the wildest person that's in this movie is at the very end, George Clooney shows up. Oh, yes, and I, I must say, I I only slightly understood the bit with the bar on his eyes. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was funny. It's like the like they have that sensor bar like on a lot of like documents where it's like, oh, we, we're not going to reveal their identity, so we don't show their eyes. And then like he takes it off of his eyes because they're like sunglasses to him. Yeah, right. And I got the joke, but it's like, wouldn't they? 
know what this person wasn't this the same person giving them other assignments or is this their first time seeing him it's it's been a while it's been a long time okay so it's been a while since they've seen him so he he's protecting his identity by covering his eyes (laughs) (laughs) i guess i didn't uh but it was funny it was funny and it was nice to see george especially knowing that it was him before he took the thing off his eyes Um, yeah and then he's like uh that well then um carmen has a little speech at the end where she says spy work that's easy keeping a family together that's difficult but that's a mission worth fighting for yeah that was great that was a nice little line um and that that ends the movie <laughs> yes which so um like carmen is alexa vega right yes so carmen has and this is something that i remember reading about uh, when I was, uh, you know, uh, younger, when this movie, I think it came out. So she has the most controversial line of the film. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I think I know which line you're talking about. Let's say it on the count of three. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Oh, shit, shit taki mushrooms. Yes, you got it. <laughs> oh, shit, taki mushrooms. That joke killed when I was a kid. And like that, w- like I didn't. I, I only knew about shiitake mushrooms for years because of that line. And like that, we said that in the house, that was like family fun to pretend to curse. Yeah. Shiitake mushrooms. It's like fair because it's like, it's like saying, Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. It's like, it's alluding to the <laughs> fact that you know what the curse is, but you're being polite enough to not use the curse. So I, I yeah. Think it, Thank you to Robert Rodriguez for being polite and not cursing. Yeah, exactly. And he did something very important here. He introduced uh, a concept to kids where they can do this. He also probably made them try and ask about, he probably made them ask what shiitake mushrooms were at some point, which I don't know if you had them. They're delicious. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, teaching kids about food, teaching kids to be polite and not curse. There's very certain uh, important moments in this film that, you know, now observing as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is why he did this. They're very intentional. Yeah. It's like family fun, just the right amount of drama of like, and I do remember being freaked out as a kid of like, oh my God, what if I had to fight my evil robot clone? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be crazy. I loved the scene with the clones because, so the clones come to meet them when they're on a playground. And by the way, is this, what country are we in when they are on the playground? They're either in Southern California or they might be in Mexico by that point. I think they, they because everyone's speaking. Yeah, they show Spanish. some like, uh, and yeah, and they show some like department store that I had never heard of, but like they seem to really like hold on it to let you know, like that's the place. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. It seems like they were in another country. I thought it was probably Mexico. Um, but so they're on this playground. Yeah. And I just could not figure out what country they were because they like flew up into the air, like they're in the U S and then they fly up into the air at some point on jet backs and then they land in a different country and it's never addressed. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that anyway, moving on from that. So they're on this playground and, uh, the, the bullies, uh, sorry, the two, uh, clones come up and approach them separately and I feel like I feel like Alex, real Alexa Vega is helping fake um, Junie help bully real Junie at some point. Yeah, that, that was a that was a weird moment. 
she's, she's, everyone's just fucking, Junie's getting bullied, and Alexa Vega is just like, I support this. She's pretty, she's a pretty bad sister. Yeah, well, that's like the classic, that, like you see this all over movies like this, where it's like, oh, younger siblings are the worst. And as a younger sibling, I was very offended. Right, I know, yeah. It's, it's very much, they have like a bad dynamic. Yeah, but then at the end they make up and they like love conquers all. Right, and they're all together and everything. And they got there along the way. I don't remember, do you remember exactly what the moment is that makes Alexa Vega turn? and realize I'm being kind of a dick this whole movie. Oh, it's so it's when um, Carmen Clone is being mean to real Junie and being like, you're so weak, Junie, like puny Junie. And then she's like, don't listen to her. You're not puny. You're strong. You, you're smart. Uh, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. And so then he spits gum, which whenever, they have so many different weapons <laughs> from such a small... Uh, short window spending at um, machetes. Like they spend the night at machetes and they just have uncle machete, uncle machete. Yes. <laughs> and they just have so many weapons that they pull out later in like the climax scene of the movie. There's so many things that they're doing. And I love that they're like going through like all their weapons when they're with machete and I don't know if you remember, one of them is like just a very tiny lightsaber. Oh, no. I, how did I forget that? <laughs> yeah, it's because it's like kind of a quick moment, but they're just like looking at all these weapons and they're all really cool. There's stuff like, oh, gum that if you spit it, it electrocutes people or like these crazy smoke bomb things. And one is just like a small like keychain sized lightsaber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Junie's like, cool. Right. And it's like, what is this? It's like, if this was any longer, would it be... Would it be copyrighted by Star by George Lucas? <laughs> that that's also a weird thing that you bring up with the the gum. Like for I don't know why movies think kids love bubble gum. Like I I was never really around like bubble gum kids that much. Like it, it, I don't know what that is that people are like. Oh, kids love chewing, so uh, let's just get that happening. Yeah, I, it's like it's what an adult's idea of a child is if that adult doesn't have children. They're like, what? Yes. Kids just stand around and chew their bubble gum, right? It's like, not really. <laughs> not unless you give them gum. <laughs> um, so, so, Dan, do you have any final thoughts about Spy Kids before we kind of rate it? Um, yeah. Just a couple of final thoughts. Of course. Um, first of all, overall, great movie. Um, <laughs> really fun. I, I was unsure how the uh, wedding scene where they get away, uh, it was mm-hmm. more four helicopters that raided the wedding and they got away in one speedboat. I just, just think about that in your final rating. That's all I, and, and, and also they, they escape and jump off and have parachutes that are shaped like hearts. Yes. Yeah. Which was romantic. It means they planned this whole thing, which is irresponsible towards the other people at the wedding, but also four helicopters, (laughs) one speedboat, they get away. Um, Perfect. Usually you employ helicopters to catch a speedboat. (laughs) That's how it works. But anyway, uh, so that just going to the final writing. I think overall, um, there were a lot of like fun eye candy moments that should boost the rating of this movie. Like, uh, there was a sexy thumb nurse at one point, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if that doesn't get this movie another 
<laughs> another half point at least. <laughs> I mean, the, if that doesn't clip your nail, I don't know what will. Yeah, there was the the great um, the line that Mister Floop has where he says, um, "If if you what is that? If you my fingers will break you, or how does that line? Do you remember this one?" I don't. I know what what you. I th- it's something about like my th- like my thumbs will crack you or my thumbs will break you. Yeah, it's like if you break my fingers, my or my fingers will break you. Thing like that. I don't know. Something like that. you know a threat. Yeah, but it, involving the thumbs. So I loved all the thumb stuff. I thought. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was a really fun time. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely get high and watch it. And just ignore, don't have any, uh, you know, just allow your suspension of disbelief to take over and you'll enjoy it because not a single thing in this movie can ever happen, but it's... Except for the love of a family conquering all. Even that, I'm not convinced. (laughs) I'm a cold, dark soul, Ross. Still not, in fact, I would believe Mr. Floops Flooglies before I believe that happy fucking family. (laughs) so on a scale uh so now we we're gonna rate it so on a scale of zero to five you can be as specific with like decimal places and stuff as you'd like um what would you rate uh spy kids spy kids was a really fun time good for the whole family uh i maybe a little bit too much for me as a grown adult which is why it's gonna lose some points but i'm going to give it a solid (laughs) 3.9 all right um i'm giving it i think yeah this is like a solid like you know three out of five movie but because they're spies i'm giving it a 3.007 oh nice (laughs) that's a great small little fraction (laughs) (laughs) so uh that means uh crunching the numbers we are giving uh spy kids a score of 3.4535 which uh looking at all the movies that we've reviewed that puts it right above Monster House and right below High School Musical 2. Whoa, whoa. I have not seen High School Musical or Monster House. I have to watch. I'm going to watch both of those movies now. So I yeah. know what is better and what is just slightly worse. And also both very recent movies that we've talked about. I, I guess like we're in the mid-tier phase of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not getting the polarizing films either. You're just getting the middle-of-the-road <laughs> ones. Uh, but uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, wh- is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Well, thank you for having me, Ross. Um, I, it was a good time. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to watch this movie. I am doing a virtual roast battle um and that's going to be thursday april 23rd um at 8 p.m um and i believe proceeds are going to um, essential organizations project home Mm. so it's kind of like a good cause thing and and you know so if you want to support a good cause just watch a bunch of comedians be really nasty to each other (laughs) and say things that they might regret it's for a good cause (laughs) that's right uh, and I'm I I'm, I just got booked on a show, so I need to figure out more details. But I'll I'll let you all know about that when I get to it. <laughs> but uh, that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight. And go go gadget and show.